Welcome in to another new podcast of the Association for Materials Protection and Performance. My name is Ben DuBose, and I'm a staff writer with AMP Publications, specifically Materials Performance Magazine and Coatings Pro Magazine. Today, we're joined by Bob Dahlstrom, CEO of Apelix. Bob, good morning. How are you? Good morning. I'm fine. Thank you. Thanks for asking. Absolutely. And we're glad to have you on again. We talked to you last summer during our COVID-19 series about how things were going for your business during the pandemic. Fortunately, at least to some extent, we seem to be emerging from that in 2021. We'll get into that on today's podcast, but before we get into too many particulars, I want to let you lead off by explaining background on both yourself and the company. For anyone that is not familiar with Apelix, what are the services that Apelix provides as far as corrosion control, protective coatings, and the broader industry that we serve at AMP? Sure. Thanks, Ben. Uh, so so um, Apelix is the second company I founded. The first one was Internet Security uh, Software uh, Company. So it's been really fun and interesting for me to be involved in the corrosion industry. It's just so fascinating. All the chemical compounds and coatings that are used to protect for corrosion, all the different things that are necessary, all the things that AMP and associations like that deal with are just, just incredible things that broaden my scope and, and knowledge of the world. And the way Apelix started was kind of that software background, right? So <clears throat> I was painting my house and I realized uh, there's got to be a better way. And I thought, well, you could do it with a drone. But then I'm like, no, paint's really heavy. Battery life doesn't last very long. I looked down at the ground and there was the compressor. I was, you know, on top of scaffolding, on top of a ladder. Um, I used to paint houses working my way through college. And I'm like, Eureka, keep the paint on the ground, the compressor on the ground, pump it up an umbilical cord with software, keep the drone, the flying computer, the right distance from the wall to apply that, that paint. And so I built a proof of concept that actually worked, and I started the company Apelix from there. Um, but, but what we've got at Apelix is kind of a holistic um, view of the industry, uh, right? So we, we currently in the market have a product that measures the thickness of coating, the thickness of, of underlying structures, <clears throat> UT ultrasonic thickness measuring, DFT drive mm -hmm. pump measurement. We've got the spray painting drone, which is close to market. We're getting ready to do some um, some demos with some key customers of our uh, development partner <clears throat> in later this year. And then we have a, a surface cleaning drone that does the wash or cleans the surface. So you can see kind of our intent here is when an asset is built to be able to coat it, to clean it over time, to measure the coating over time, to potentially, you know, uh, blast or clean or spot do areas, and then, you know, repaint the entire structure when it needs it. So one of the new developments for your company that we've covered in both Coatings Pro and Materials Performance is the launch of what's called Apelix NDT. And I want to let you elaborate on that because I let off saying that we're going to discuss what's new in 2021. And for you guys, I know that's certainly one of the exciting developments. We'll also have it covered in our print issues in April and May, I believe. So we're going to have lots of coverage on that front. But as a CEO, you can obviously explain what Apelix NDT is and what services that it can provide a lot better than we can. So what went into that launch and what specifically does it mean as far as potential clients and people in the industry? Yeah, and thank you so much for offering or asking about this because we're super excited about this new offering that we've, we've, we're, we're doing. Because we have these aerial robotic systems that fly up and make contact with structures and take non-destructive measurement, NDT measurements, um, 
we, you know, they're, they're very complicated uh, systems at this point in time. There's a lot of software involved. There's a lot of onboard sensors involved. There's, mm -hmm. uh, depending on what you want, um, there are different components to these systems. And so our, our end goal is to provide these as tools to users out in the world, just like our end goal with the spray painting drone is to supply that to the industry for people to use. We're not going to be a service company doing that. We probably will always have a service company of some component at Apelix. We're starting it with Apelix NDT because that is really where the learning happens. That is where the uh, um, magic happens, so to speak. We can work on our facsimile of an above ground storage tank in our backyard all day long, taking measurements and everything works perfectly. But as soon as we step into the refinery, uh, you know, things may not work as perfectly. So having that exposure to industry is critical. And we can't expect industry to accept this technology if they haven't seen it in operation. And so we have this aerial robotic platform that does amazing work. And we've done a lot of jobs with um, customers that are sort of one-off jobs and a lot of jobs that are pilot jobs that have a longer term to them. But what this enables us to do is to have a quasi-services company, Apelix NDT, to bring our engineers, our NACE engineers, our you know, uh, AWS or um, SSPC certified engineers into the field with us when we go do jobs so that we can complete those engineering reports that the asset owner needs at the end of the day to make their decisions as far as what to do with their asset based on the data and information we're giving them. So what this does is this takes us as a company from being a data provider where we just went out there as you know roboticists and software people to actually bringing along that subject matter expert with us that has that core expertise. So at the end of the day, we can provide a report to the asset owner saying, you know, here's, here's our findings. And we're specializing in you know, areas at elevation, um, areas where we would use the drone because that's where mm -hmm. we're able to bring a lot of value creation. So um, we um, you know, are currently limiting our scope to non-destructive testing of just the two areas, ultrasonic thickness and dry film thickness. So if someone listening, be it an asset owner, a contractor, anyone involved in the value chain wants to work with you all, how can they hire you to complete a job? What's the process like as far as as far as reaching out and actually logistically putting you in contact with these asset owners or contractors so that this can actually be used out in the field? Uh, we, we've tried to make that as easy, and po easy as possible. Part of it is, uh, you know, we're a small team, so we're nimble, mm -hmm. we're agile, we're, we're motivated to work with companies because our goal is to get this technology out in the world. Our goal is to take a Pelix NDT, prove this technology, provide the services for people, as a step towards getting this service, uh, getting these drones in the hands of people in use out in the world. And so it basically it could just be a phone call where you call us up, but there are two models that we typically work under that seem to resonate with our customers. One is hire us for a job, and that's a day job, a couple day job, whatever it might be, where we come out, we bring our team, we do what's needed by the asset owner or the engineering team, uh, and then we provide the data, the report, everything at the end of the job. The second is more longer term, and those are the pilot projects. And uh, the example I can give there, because we're publicly able to share it, is we're doing a pilot project with VOPAC, which is one of the, the actually is the largest terminal and tank operator in the world. So they have large above ground storage tank farms. 
And as part of the pilot project, we've gone out there, we've take, taken um, ultrasonic thickness measurements with our drone on out-of-service tanks. Um, what they want is the ability to do out-of-service and in-service tanks. So in order to do that, um, the safety department said, we will allow you to fly in class one DIV two locations, which are the in-service tanks, which have potentially explosive uh, materials inside them, um, if you put this particular uh, technology on your drone, basically a gas sensor, um, mm -hmm. a, an LEL, lower explosive limit uh, uh, device that, that's constantly sampling the air, looking for levels of gases. So we're in process of implementing that now, adding that to our drone, uh, so that when we do go out there, we'll be able to do both in-service and out-of-service. So that's the distinction kind of between just coming out and doing a job versus coming out, working with the company to develop the system so that it's an optimal system that they can use. Because the goal at the end of this development project, of this pilot project, is for VOPAC to then take over operations of these drones and use them in all their facilities. So more broadly than just the new non-destructive testing services business, what type of feedback do you often hear when you talk to potential clients? I know you're, as you said, a relatively small company, so you guys are nimble and obviously you're fairly involved in these conversations. What types of needs do you hear from asset owners, contractors, and 2021 that they need as far as inspections? What is the feedback that you generally hear on a day-to-day -day basis as far as what they need help with? Well, 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 there's two things. Because we're concentrating mostly in above-ground storage tanks, because we can bang them out all day, every day, you know, the, the most thing we hear from that is, oh, my God, that's so fast. You can do that. <laughs> because these drones are incredibly nimble and uh, agile for complex geometries to just you know fly from location to location versus putting up scaffolding or rope or you know, uh, cranes or whatever it might be. Uh, that's the type of feedback we, we love to hear. Um, we also hear quite often, oh, if you can do that, then you can do this. And they'll pick out some obscure edge use case, which is a huge pain for them, uh, something that uh, they can't necessarily do very easily. And they think because we could do an above ground storage tank, we could do that really complicated edge use case. And we have to talk them back and say, no, 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 <laughs> that's too complicated. We can't do that. Maybe sometime in the future. So setting realistic expectations with the uh, with the asset owners and with the engineering firms is a critical component of, of what we do when we do our pre-evaluation before we even go out uh, to, to do a job. So you all have been doing this for a few years now. What has changed in the overall drone landscape? Have there been any refinements to your technology as you've gotten more field data over these recent years? Just generally speaking, how long have you been doing this? It's been, what, about five, six years, I think? Next month is coming up six years since we okay. founded the company. Uh, it's been about four years since we've started yeah. actually doing some stuff. I think it was um, um, 2019 when we no, 2017, I said, 2017 when we won the uh, NACE Corrosion Innovation yep. of the Year Award for the non-destructive testing drone. Um, we've seen a lot of development on the drone to where it was useful in very limited use cases to now where it's useful in very complex use cases to, you know, when it used to be able to only take a few measurements here and there to where it, it constantly gets readings all the time to where, it used to be 
not as good as a human to where it's much better than a human. Um, and then, of course, the speed increases. Uh, but the complexity is a, is a lot of it. Um, and part of, part of what we've seen in the industry is an acceptance now that didn't exist before. <clears throat> in the beginning, in the early days, like in 2017, the first thing somebody asks if you're going to bring a drone to do non-destructive testing is, is it intrinsically safe? And the answer is no. No drone is and no drone ever will be. But because there are so many drones now doing visual inspections out there flying inside oil refineries and elsewhere, um, it makes it a lot easier for us now to go in with a drone that's making physical contact with the structure to take measurements because drones have already been generally accepted. Calling all Coatings contractors. We have a great resource for you. Coatings Pro Magazine provides you with the latest news, trends, and technologies for your coating needs. And the best part? It's completely free to anyone who signs up. Simply visit coatingspromag.com slash subscribe. Coatings Pro. Know what the pros know. I want to switch gears and get to know you on a little bit more of a personal level. That's something that in these Materials Performance and Coatings Pro podcasts we started doing really in the past couple of months. So this is new relative to the last time you came on last summer. So we're doing what we consider these rapid fire questions to give our listeners a little more insight on the guests that we bring on and sort of their story. It can be in the industry and it can be for your life as a whole. I just think it's a little fun way to get to know you a little bit better. So we'll get back to drones and the overall sort of appellix landscape in a few minutes. But I want to focus on you a little bit right now, Bob, and I'll start with a fairly easy one. Give us someone that's been a hero or a mentor to you. My dad. Okay, why? Um, he always had a positive attitude. He was always very concerned about safety. He was in um, aeronautics, so he was a me uh, mechanical engineer for mm -hmm. uh, aircraft. And when I started my software company, he didn't know anything, and there was, was no, no uh, areas of um, overlap, and he didn't understand what I was doing because he doesn't use computers. But when I started the drone company, all of a sudden it clicked, and now he's starting to understand what software is and what software can do. And software is my passion because, to me, drones are flying computers, and without software, they're useless. And software is what's making all this uh, mm -hmm. possible. The software is what enables the data collection, and the data is what's valuable to the corrosion industry. Um, because once we start gathering this data, um, then we can start doing all sorts of cool and amazing things. What's something that's your biggest pet peeve? This can be within the industry, your day-to-day -day business, or it can be your day-to-day -day life. What's something that really gets under your skin a little bit? Well, I, I hate to say it because it's political, but it's people that don't wear masks. <laughs> okay, that's fair. <laughs> To me, it's just science, you know. Um, it's 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 like if it was an alien life form that came mm -hmm. out of your mouth when you breathed, and it would hurt somebody. And all you had to do was put a piece of cloth over your mouth to prevent hurting somebody, or to protect yourself from getting getting hurt yeah. by that alien life form. It just makes common sense. But I understand it's political. I understand it might take some heat for that viewpoint, but um, it's you know that's that's what it is. And I have friends that don't wear masks, so yeah. I, I don't. Think I don't feel bad about them or, or dislike them or anything like that. Um, it's just, um, to me, it just seems to be common sense to yeah. wear them out. Yeah, it shouldn't be political in my opinion. And one of the benefits to our industry, at least, is that, especially with Coatings Pro, we deal with a lot of contractors who happen to be used to wearing these masks 
a lot already because they deal with job sites where they need to have that type of filtration. So I think that's one slight positive to our audience is that even before the past year, we did have some people that were already familiar with the concept and a little more used to wearing those types of protections than the general public. Um, yeah, yeah, I mentioned my dad and safety earlier because you know when we go to the, into the pool, we'd get out of the pool before we could go into the house to use the restroom or whatever. We had to dry our hands before we could flip up the light switch because of safety. He was very safety conscious. And that's one of the things I love about the corrosion engineer mindset, right, is it's all about safety because, you know, you are putting people's lives at risk and it is dangerous what people are doing. And so having that constant mindset of safety is important, I think, is, is something that um, I uh, admire and strive towards. Yep. I think that's a good answer. Last one, what's one of your hobbies? What do you do when you're not talking drones or inspection? What's something that you're gonna do this weekend, per se? Um, I like to chant. So there's a, um, um, it's called kirtan. There's a type of music, a style of music okay. um, that's called chanting. And uh, I, I love to chant, it's fun. All right, let's circle back to more uh, corrosion related topics. The last question that we had before our little rapid fire segment was about what's happened over the last five, six years that Apelix has been in existence. I now want to ask you about the future. What developments are on the horizon over the next few months? And this is not so much for Apelix. I'm thinking more broadly in terms of drones and the industry. What new technologies are potentially going to emerge in the coming months or years that might further change the landscape compared to where it is now? Oh, I think I think it's it, it's all about um, you know again software and computers and data and knowledge and information that can be derived from things like visual inspections and machine learning and artificial intelligence and and uh, algorithms and and that type of thing. So as we wrap up with Bob Dahlstrom, CEO of Apalex, we've talked about the past, the current, and the future of drone-related inspections and where they can fit within the corrosion and protective coatings industry. For anyone that's listening to this podcast and wants to get more information from Apelix or learn more about the types of services that you all provide, how can they get that? What's the best way for them to either get more information or potentially get in touch with you or the company? Um, very easy. You can go to apelixndt.com. So it's A-P-E-L-L-I-X-N-D-T, short for non-destructive testing.com. Um, and uh, all of our contact info is on there. Or you can send an email, info at apelix.com. Um, and that actually broadcasts out to multiple people within our organization so that uh, you always get a, a quick response there. And then our phone number, of course, is um, on the website. Sounds good. Folks, that's where we will wrap this conversation today. For Bob Dahlstrom, I'm Ben DuBose. If you want more information from us, you can get it at AMP or our publication websites. It's AMP.org, MaterialsPerformance.com, and CodingsProMag.com. Also, if you've not already subscribed to the podcast or if you haven't left us a five-star review yet, please do. We appreciate that as well. You can find this podcast at Apple, Google, Spotify, virtually every major distributor. Again, for Bob Dahlstrom, I'm Ben DuBose. Thanks for listening, and please come back soon for another new AMP podcast.